Have you thought of leaving the corporate life for good? Have you thought of starting your own business or spend more time with your family earning a living from something you're born to do? Or simply, have you wanted to take a pause to find your purpose? Why do you want to leave the corporate life and take the road less travel? When is the best time to do it and how will you do it? From Pinasadia Podcast, I'm Skeeter Labasilia Turgut, and this is Your Authentic Self, a podcast about the things we go through between ages 30 to 40 when you come home to your authentic self and celebrate the real you. Episode 6, Leaving the Corporate Life, Why, How, and When to Do It. For our listeners, listeners of three pieces, so Val and I <laughs> met randomly for breakfast. So we didn't see each other for like 10 years or something around that time, right? 10 mm. years, we didn't know what happened to our lives. And then she posted on Facebook. I saw the post. She said, she's jogging. I said, I know at the end of the jogging lane, there's a good breakfast place. Let's meet there. And it was 6 a.m. I said, sure. So it was like a dare. So we met. Breakfast turned into brunch, turned into lunch, turned into a five-hour thing. And that's when we formed <laughs> Pinasadia right on that table. So the yes. moment we met, we formed right away. So it was like a click. Like we were yes. both finding ourselves because 2018 <laughs> was my depression year, so loving myself, journey, and you finding yourself. So we've met in that, in that bridge and then we went together. So the two years really was, oh, that explains now. So that explains the, let's do this for passion because I felt that from you. I knew something was out there for me. I didn't mm. know what it was. And then when you, because um, you were the one who's like, what if? Yeah. <laughs> what if we create this? Yes. <laughs> when you threw in the what if, I'm like, why not? Meet Val, my co-founder in Pinasadia. She climbed the corporate ladder in almost perfect precision, starting as an account executive at FreshGrad, then as a marketing officer in client side, before working as an expat in Cambodia, then back to the Philippines as head of events and activations for SMDC, a trillion-dollar company, one of the biggest companies in the Philippines. She was promoted to assistant vice president at age 36. She had the money, power, and luxury, yet she left. What made her leave the corporate life and start small? What's her compelling reason far bigger than her stability in the corporate world? What trade-offs did she have to live with as a new entrepreneur? Malungkot kasi before yeah. when I was when I was said corporate and dami kong mga assistants ganyan and then we had to start over which was really a learning experience. And I would remember that- you. We had to send a, a package to somewhere. You had to go to LBC, line up for LBC, do the measurement yourself, bring down from your building. And I, I saw you struggling. Like, yes. yeah, this is, this is the end of life. The life of the road less traveled. This is how it looks like. You really do everything yourself. Ang hirap kumita ng pera. Yep, yep, yep. And I, I think that every entrepreneur, every small business owner experiences that. Pinasadia was Val's first experience as a small business owner. It was her first ice-cold bath into the awakening of the road less traveled, carving your own path into the world of sacrifice and persistence, yet with joy and celebration for truly living your purpose. How did she arrive to this? Why did she leave her secure, decent, and well-paid position in the corporate world? 
first, let's understand what does corporate life mean for the Valerie's of the world who are conditioned to believe that there's nowhere to go but the quote-unquote Makati, the power suit, high heels, lunch breaks, and after drinks, and fancy cars, the world we all aspire to work for as fresh grads. When I graduated from college, I really wanted, I had I had a vision of me working in Makati as, as I think with a lot of uh, people our age because it was, you know, glamorized in yeah. so many movies, in so many shows, etc. When I was in college also, I was part of UP Samascom, which is a, you know, a performing org and I did marketing, I did advertising there even with my, my sorority in college. So I was, you know, um, what do you call this? I knew that that the marketing and advertising mm. uh, world of it more than more than being in front of the camera. My very first interview, very very first interview, was with Mahan Erickson, which mm. at that time was like a four-time yeah. winner of Agency of the yeah. Year, Creative Agency, Agency of the Year, etc. So glamorized, talaga. That's how uh, we, when I got we that call, pivotal yung moment na yon for me, because ang feeling. I felt that um, that was it. That was my entry <laughs> because I equal. I'm um, in my head. The corporate world is equal to Makati. In my head, that was really where I wanted. That was where I wanted to be. That world with high-rise buildings, with people in suits, with people in you know really nice dresses and heels, mm-hmm. and you can have you know you can have lunch. Tara, lunch tayo in a, in a nice restaurant. Yeah. And then Ali McBeal, at the time, very Ali McBeal, they had a, a bar at the ground floor of their building. So mm-hmm. I wanted that lifestyle. And again, I equated it with, I equated it with the corporate, with the corporate world. For me, there was no other option. Mm-hmm. I wasn't brought up to be um, an entrepreneur. I was brought up with parents and, and family members saying, you have to get a good job, nag-upi ka, sayang ang pinag-aralan mo. <laughs> um, you know, and then climb up the corporate ladder. In my head, I wanted Makati. <laughs> so why? When can, I, can I ask we, why? Was it, was it an accumulation of what was just downloaded to you from yes. childhood to college to whatever? Like, of course, yes. you have to wear suits for you to be successful. Movies. It, it looked like New York City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. High rises, beautiful people, makeup, dresses, mm. you know, pantsuits, power. And then I moved to, um, what was my next job? Araneta. Um, people were asking me all the time for uh, UAAP tickets, Backstreet Boy tickets. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Coliseum, mga friends that came out of nowhere when um, we organized the WWE events. Mm. You know. So after Araneta, that's how many years? Four. And then moved to where? I moved to Cambodia. I was the head of activation. So mm-hmm. I felt the, you know, the movement. I was really climbing up. Yeah, I was. I started yep. as an account executive, and then I became marketing officers. So, so from um agency client side, I became you know the, client the marketing client at uh, the client mm-hmm. side in Araneta. So, and then after that, 
head of um, back to back to agency, but like head of a, a department. Mm -hmm. Yes, the activation, the activation department. So there really was there really was movement. Okay. And then I came back. When I came back, I was account director. So the 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 names, you know, the the titles. I know, right? <laughs> it's so structured. It's like a <laughs> who moves the cheese. The cheese keeps oh. moving, right? But we never ask who moved the cheese. So yes, cheese keeps getting better from from Eden cheese to mozzarella cheese into blue cheese to whatever. But it's the same cheese. But yeah, at that time we didn't know who moved it. We just followed the bigger, the better cheese, meaning bigger position, better pay, right? So all right. So how 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 far did you go? So director and of yeah, so I was um I was account director then I stayed for four, uh I think close to five years before mm -hmm. I moved to um, SMDC. I was twenty two when I read the book Who Moved My Cheese and Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Chesaki. Those two books nailed it for me. It shaped my world early on that I was not cut for the corporate world. There was a different world meant for me. The world that's traveled. That's where I'm happier. For Val, that realization happened at 38. It was actually in SMDC where I really felt the corporate world. Like the corporate world in that was in my head. Okay. People in suits with diamonds and, um, you know, guys driving kick-ass cars yeah <laughs> parking lots with you know that's like i don't know a billion peso parking lot because of all the cars that were parked there um that was you know like the the fulfillment at least in my imagination mm -hmm. of when i was younger mm -hmm. that where i wanted to be nakakakilig okay <laughs> when i was there i was immediately hired as a senior manager and mm -hmm. I had a team. And I was promoted only after three years to assistant vice president. And that the word is nakakakilig. Mm -hmm. um, it really, you know, gave me so much confidence mm -hmm. to be one of the youngest executives in one of the biggest mm -hmm. uh, companies in, in the Philippines. Right. It really was like a fulfillment of a dream. How old were you <laughs> when you were in SMDC? 34. Okay, so you were you were in your thirties, and you're at the the industry and the company that has a stability that matches yes. your idea of what success was. Tell me about your your life there. What's your space? So, because when you moved out from the corporate world, your last stint was in SMDC. You tell me about that space. So you were already in the in the peak of yes, so called corporate ladder because you are commanding and you are in, you have a good position at the same time you belong to that stable company worth billions and growing mm -hmm. um so you did you see yourself growing older there i mean like everyone does at the back of my head around that time that i was promoted i remember i had this conversation with a friend of mine uh and i said I wonder what else is out there mm -hmm. because I was one of the youngest AVPs and I did not see myself being the president. I asked myself, was that really what I wanted? Mm -hmm. 
and I started reading books. Right. <laughs> Mga mid-30s. Uh, oh, the- that's, okay, that's what I wanted <laughs> to ask. So you were in your mid-30s when you started asking a question. Is there a world out there? What does it feel like to be outside? Right. Yeah. So when you started asking an entertaining question, but before that, you were fully into that. Uh, I was one hundred percent engaged. Into that Our conveyor HR belt of cyclical life, which doesn't actually end because it's just like keep on yeah. hooking you into the next step, thinking that everyone has a has a chance to be a president, but no. Not everyone gets to be president <laughs> of SM, right? So not yes. not all employees. So you started asking that question in mid thirties. Um, was it the circumstance that led you to asking questions, or was it your age, or was it you weren't happy anymore? What what happened there? Um. You I was questions. happy. I was earning a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why, are you, why are you gonna leave? A lot of people will kill for your job. Mm-hmm. I, I had power. I had authority. I had money. You know, I had status. It's a combination of a lot of things. Reading books. I was, I think, 34, 35 when I started heavily volunteering. All right. And also, when I met Steve, when he is asked what he does, he said he's a teacher, and you don't have to explain it anymore. I wasn't. Right. I wasn't SM. <laughs> I was. I just worked there, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have that. What do I do? What do I really do? What am I? I felt envious. I felt jealous of my husband because he had a purpose. He had um, the thing that makes him, you know, wake up every day and mm. he's happy about it. Mm. So, so Inget so, was your was your pivotal um, feeling. <laughs> I wanted that. I wanted the I wanted purpose. The very pivotal moment when you said, Hey, I want it bigger than what I have. I have status, I have power, I have money, I have, you know, luxury and whatever you call it. You had it, right? We wanted more, and that more was a purpose because that's something you didn't have. Wasn't it like another cheese, another <laughs> bigger thing that you're running after, or was it? Did you acknowledge that as like, no, it's not just the money, power, luxury, and and status? Now you had the money. Money was tool for you to be able to do those things. So if you yes. give up the job that gave you the money, then I will not be able to do the other things. Right. <laughs> so you can justify to stay in the purpose. job. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. So and what happened there? What made you finally leave? I had a money goal. I, I said, we agreed. If I am able to save this much, mm-hmm. that will give me a, a gap year that I mm. will be able to, how do I say, you know, take care of myself okay. for a year. Mm. Then I will leave. To give me time to find out what I really Mm. wanted to do. Did you just consider it as a rest and then possibly go back if I need to? Yes, initially. This podcast is brought to you by Pinasadya, your online portal in wearing, living, and preserving your heritage as a Filipino. 
carefully curated Philippine-made home decors to closing trends and accessories, fashionable masks and made-to-order or pasadilla items, from barong to furniture to statement earrings, just go to pinasadia.com. Pinasadia collaborates with around 50 local artists and brands to bring the latest local designs all in one home. Pinasadia.com. That's pinas-sadia.com. We aim to build and connect generations of proud Filipinos with joy and purpose for being you. Pinasadia. Sadyang ikaw, walang katulad. The NLP mm-hmm. was a pivotal moment because that gave me clarity. That gave clarity meaning uh, I'm meant for something else. The struggle happens when you force yourself into something that you're not supposed to do. You insist on what you want. Mm. <laughs> That's where the struggle happens. So nagkakaroon mm. ng stress. I also miss being a boss. I miss being... Of course. Uh, <laughs> of course. You would miss this. The daily grind. You know, going into elevator, wearing heels, makeup, bag, driving to work somewhere. We don't have yes. that in Entrap, right? In Entrap, we just yes. like pack everything here at my house, right? Like me. What I notice is that after your short stint of going back to to real estate corporate world, you meet. That's where you. That's when you pivot into yes. you because yes. of circumstance, whatever. Twenty twenty happened, and you had to I have to make something for myself, and mm-hmm. you just pivot so fast, and that the accumulation of your of your i mean knowing of your capacities your skills your where your passion and purpose will lead you was clearer now that you said okay this is me i think it was about three weeks into the lockdown Mm. i just lost my job there was denial (laughs) Mm. there was still there was still denial and there was a lot of fear i was afraid you can reframe it um, make your brain pay attention to things that you can control. And I forced myself to think of the things that I can control. Mm-hmm. And I can control um, helping people. I can control my social media. I can control how I feel. Mm-hmm. And that's when the that's when the shift happened. So how the- did you turn that into a brand, like your personal brand? Because the pivot there was fast. Like, so you acknowledge your fear, you acknowledge what you can give and just turn this into solution rather than just branding with everyone else. And then you focus on what you can control and turning it into something tangible that people can actually get from you and make money Mm -hmm. from it as a living. How did that come about? I didn't immediately turn it into a brand. I realized that I already had a brand <laughs> and mm. I just embraced it. Mm. I just embraced it because um, I didn't ask for, I wasn't out there selling my services. I wasn't out there marketing my trainings. People were coming to me asking for help. Wow. And all I needed to do was step up and put together my knowledge and my skills and embrace what people think of me. And that was my personal brand. It was there all along. (laughs) It was there all along. I just needed to embrace it. They already recognized you as a brand who can help them with this digital Facebook marketing to get them through their sales during the pandemic. And that that you're someone that they can look forward to help them. You just had to step up. 
After Pinasadia, Val set up her own brand, Valerie Fisher, a digital marketing training and consultation platform for startups, entrepreneurs, and real estate agents. You may visit her at valeriefisher.net to know more. It was. It's you. It's you all me. along. Yes. And you just had to say, okay, I get it. I embrace myself that this is me. Yes. The whole it day. was like a superhero costume that was in the draw. It was in the <laughs> cabinet, and all I had to do was step in. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> wow! I wouldn't have been uh, this person. I wouldn't have the brand that I have now without all of my corporate experiences. Of because they know that they know that I can help them because I have the experience. Right. I came. From I came from experience. I came from leadership. I came from authority. It right. wasn't just you know inventing things. Mm-hmm. This is what a flow feels like. This is what a flow sounds like. This is what a flow looks like. And you just went there without resistance. Yes. So looking back into your, if you are in. You just hit 40 and you are looking back into yourself, that 33, 34 self that started asking questions and reading books. And that voice that you heard is like, there's a better Val 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Is the Val now, the Val that you thought you, your 34-year-old self kind of felt to be in this path? Are you in the path that you are wishing to be at at age 34? Because you didn't know you were in a corporate world at that time. You were just reading books and finding, I think there's a better purpose for me. You now, the you talking to me now at age 40, 41, with your own brand, leading your own life, with your own world at commands, was it the vial that you envisioned? Um, yes, most of the time. But of course, we have we experience imposter syndrome every once yes. in a while. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. I'll every pass. once in a while, I still ask myself, "What am I doing here? Why will they? Why will they listen to me? I don't do anything." You know, think moments, moments mm. like that. But we go through. I I go I go through that. Um, like like you, I meditate. I John Asraf, <laughs> who I follow, said. Because uh, I asked him that question, and he said, "List down all the things that you um, accomplished in your life, like mm-hmm. all of the things, even the little ones, and then list down all of your failures. Mm-hmm. You will realize you have more things that you accomplished than your failures. Yep. And then bounce back from that. What are your words for the 34-year-old vows of the world? The those who are just I, starting, who those who are just starting to question, is there a world for me outside my attachments? You know, my attachments of success, which is the company that I work for, which is stable or not. The the husband that I'm married to, is he gonna give me the same security of continuous allowance despite the pandemic or not? Um, you know, the house that you live in, the 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 car that you drive. These are all attachments that we have, and these are all transients. I mean, it can go mm-hmm. right. Just like life, it can go mm-hmm. with coronavirus. It can go faster. Okay. So, what is your message to the vows, the 34-year-old vows of the world, who was who was at the edge of questioning their purpose and maybe entertaining the better them? 
what mm-hmm. what's your yeah what's your message for them yung mga nag-iisip those of you out there who are already thinking it means that there's a longing for something else mm-hmm. there's something inside of you that is willing and you know raring to come out <laughs> those of you who are resisting resistance is directly proportional to love if you're feeling massive resistance the good news is it means there's tremendous love there too. If you didn't love the project that is terrifying you, you wouldn't feel anything. The opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. The more resistance you experience, the more important your unmanifested art, project, enterprise is to you. And the more gratification you will feel, when you finally do it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. And then there's this other one. Okay, there's this other one. Um, again, up to you if you want to include. Angels are like muses. So I feel like I have an angel. They know stuff we don't. They want to help us. They're on the other side of a pane of glass. Shouting to get our attention, but we can't hear them. We're too distracted by our own nonsense. Ah, but when we begin, when we make a start, when we conceive an enterprise and commit to it in the face of our fears, something wonderful happens. A crack appears in the membrane, like the first craze when a chick pecks at the inside of its shell. Angel midwives congregate around us. They assist us as we give birth to ourselves so that the person we were born to be, to the one whose destiny was encoded in our soul, our daemon, our genius. Ganda, diba? Ganda. <laughs> Thank you so much so for let sharing. it out. There's angels around you who will help you. And um, I've experienced this several times to those who are afraid of, um, I guess this is also where I'm coming from because I know the fear. I've felt it. I've felt the, the numbing fear of, of starting over, of starting again. Starting over because we started in Pinasadya and then I started again. This is my second time mm-hmm. for um, my own for my own brand. Because I feel like my, my why is to inspire courage to create change. Mm-hmm. And I want to tell people, and I think that this is my advocacy, that you know, you just have to have courage. Because that's that's where it starts. If you mm-hmm. want to create change around you, it has to start with yourself. You have to have you have to find the courage within you to start and to just make a change. And a message for those who are still enveloped in fear, despite the glaring uh, support that they have around them. You know, those people who are just paralyzed because they just, this is the world that they don't know. Like, should I jump? Or it's not even an option because they just lost job in 2020. They just lost their job and they couldn't find job anymore. So they're, they're enveloped by fear and they're probably in their thirties, forties, you know, late age in their life. And they're like, is it too late for me? And the only world they know is to work 
and work is scarce. There's no work for them anymore as much as before. So what is your message to them? Those that are not necessarily into the NTREP um, route, but still the going back into the corporate world, which is the only world they know, but already doubting themselves if they are, can still be as shiny as they were before. In NLP, we have what we call reframe. There are things that were said to us, like uh, programming. We mm-hmm. were programmed by a series of experiences. We, ha- we were programmed by memory, the way that we, you know, what we remember things to create new neural patterns, which means just try something else. Because if you don't move away from your old pattern, you can aales. <laughs> Mm. You will get stuck. You will you will get stuck there. It will be sabi mo nga, like cyclical. And that the courage uh, really is just a spark. It can start small, and it will grow big. Just just go to you know the the tribe that will bring you um, constantly mm-hmm. into that courage to grow bigger. And that's how I started. Actually, I started early on. I was twenty six to leave the corporate world. Leave meaning I can live without it. I mean, it's a nice to have if I have a job, but that's not all me. Like I knew at 26 that I could, I mean, do things from nothing. And it was scary. It was scary. And I just kept on trying. I think what actually moved me forward was just the thought that I had the privilege to be, um, this is a privilege that we have as middle class um, citizens or you belong to middle class families. We can fail and it's okay. I mean, there's not much like we can lose some and then gain gain it back. I think that's a privilege that we had. And I took advantage of that privilege because if I won't get a job, it's okay. I will just like say um, sleep at my sister's apartment, which I did. Like I, I sleep at the servant's quarter, <laughs> which was fine as a Harry Potter, right? I wouldn't tell anyone that I... I slept in the servant's <laughs> quarter, but that that didn't bother me. It's like, oh, this is a stage in my life that I just have nothing to pay for rent and I only have food for next week and, and nothing at the age of what, 28, 29. So I think take advantage, look at the advan- um, privileges that you have that you can work, find ways to work for you. In your case, uh, you took advantage of um, the abilities that you have that you can just bounce back. Right? In, in what age, in what form, as long as you can perform, you can bounce back. And it's okay. There's no shame. We are actually just the ones feeling the shame. But there's no shame <laughs> in going back to, you know, uh, like a lower paid uh, job or, uh, or a business that doesn't work. Right? So the labels that we put into our own failures are just our own labels. And that's one thing that I myself have to be. Uh, reminded of because I tend because we are all achievers and we tend to just um, deviate from failure but failure is good failure is a pause Um, yeah right it's a big pause Uh, 2020 is a all big pause for everyone and so an example for you and me that we just pivot coming from our ability to create and the trust that yes we can do this separately or together is something that we have formed as a tribe. Um, you, me, the co-entrepreneurs that we have met, and the other people that are still in the in the um, corporate world who have lost their jobs, right? So let's cheer them on 
you in 30s to 40s which is our market guys that's our that's our age that's our that's our tribe the 30 to 40 who are just asking it's a 34 year old val to the 40 year old val that's that's a journey that we can fully support with the platforms that we have next thank you mamu <laughs> thank you thank you I deliberately did not want to interrupt the flow of my conversation with Val. This is the natural flow of our normal coffee talk, casual catch-up conversation. After magbabay, hindi pa tapos. May pahabol pang recap. I don't know. I just feel the positive vibe coming our way because we mm. know that this is in the path for in the path coming from our truth. Mm. hindi siya yung path na attached sa iba nag-attached sa galing mo na ihar mo ako because it's my resume ihar mo ako because uh-huh. get mo walang ganong uh-huh. attachment it's a path coming from our truth na kahit na magutom tayo there will be darating yes. yan yes yes darating yan my, ayun nga yung so, um, what's her name so Jenny one of my friends said how do you know how how are you so certain she asked me, how I, why are you and how are you so certain that things will fall into place? Mm. I said, I'm not. I just, but I'm not. I mean, who knows? Right. I don't have, you know, wala akong plano talaga. Pero it just falls into place and you just have to believe that it will. <laughs> yes. And somehow that belief, yung manifestation na yan, yung the power of manifestation, basta pagka klaro sa isip mo naman, mangyayari, mag, magtatagpi-tagpi yan eh. Unti-unting mm. papasok yung mga steps hanggang right. sa dire-diretso ka nang naglalakad. You and will that, just realize, ay, ang diretso na palang kalye mo. <laughs> oh, oh, and then the, the, the world that you are slowly forming, because all we have is like, no shape. It's just an idea, a thought, right? And then the, the how it forms to be a tangible thing is just you slowly creating the people you yes! meet. So we met Jella. I met you. I saw your post. Uh-oh. Right? I saw your post. So we had breakfast and whatever. And then I had, we had Jella because something. Unti, so it will, just, it will just form. And some bricks will fall down. Oh, hindi pala yan. This major brick mm-hmm. yung fall down. Eh, di lagyan mo ng iba. But that's what I'm hanging on to right now, actually. It's that feeling. There's no certainty, but I just feel that vibe. Na something yeah. will happen my way because I can feel it. Mm, you will get a break. Oh, oh, tapos hindi siya timeline natin, ha? Ala naman tayo, mamo, best in planning. By December, ganto. <laughs> By Feb, ganyan. Mamo, hindi natin to timeline. Our success is not our timeline. It's just the universe forming its own timeline na hindi siya linear. We mm. just become impatient because we are used to thinking in linear timeline. Mm-hmm. Na January, tapos February, March, tapos summer na, tapos back to school. Ay, ganun po ang kalendaryo natin. Hindi. Pinipilit kasi natin Pinipilit na dapat natin. Na by this age, VP na tayo. By this age, ganito na yung kotse natin. By this age, nag-asawa na tayo, <laughs> nanganak na tayo. No. The timeline of the universe is not linear. And we just have to just co-live with that na parang yung success ko is not happening now but it doesn't mean it's not happening. Mm-mm. It's already happening. You just have to call it in. Diba, you have a topic in. about success. I mean, yes. who, do, who, do you, 
who says who's what's success or not like for other people the life you're living now that's success <laughs> diba, the life i'm living now i'm not worrying about money over right <laughs> i live a comfortable life that's success but for me ah wala pa akong produkto <laughs> hindi pa ako successful wala pa akong module or something <laughs> Iba-iba right. yeah. tayo ng meaning ng success. Yung sabi ng mga, again, sabi ng mga tao sa akin, bakit ka aalis dyan? You're one of the youngest ABPs. Tapos, the trillion dollar ang halaga ng kumpanya kung saan ka nandyaan. You, you know, you're given all of these, pero aalis ka? Kasi yun ang definition nila ng success. Iba-iba mm, right. so, eh. So, we define our own success. Yes. Right. And through creating new patterns. Because that's a pattern. The success definition was programmed to us. We just yes. downloaded to us. We unconsciously inherited and believed it and lived it in a certain cyclical pattern. Mm-hmm. Not knowing that there's a way out of this conveyor belt. So when mm-hmm. you actually start asking, what's my purpose? What's my why? That's a start. Just go on, pick up from there, and you're on your way to finding it. From Pinasadia Podcast, this is Your Authentic Self, a rediscovery of yourself between ages 30 to 40 when you come home to your authentic self and celebrate the real you. Produced by yours truly, Skeeter Labasilia Turgut. Follow Pinasadia on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Click on the notes of our show to learn more about Pinasadia. Join us next Monday for another episode of Your Authentic Self. Sadyang ikaw, walang katulad.